Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stary Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Babe Ruth. I swing with everything I've got. I hit big or I miss big. I like to live as big as I can. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 129. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Just prepping up for another winter storm here in St. Paul, Minnesota, and am not happy about it. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Thanks to the big tip and 1990s music requests, TK and JP. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson, myself, jammed at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Our condolences to the family and friends of owner Linda Young, who passed away this week. Terry and Tom Nesvold, love you boys, and thanks for coming out. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Great to see my old guitar student, Adam Valentine, bartending. Also, thanks to my aunts, Cheryl and Judy, for coming out and catching up. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson, myself, rocked out at Fill-In Station in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Great to see our friends Jessica and the crew rocking the crowd with requests of Poison and Backstreet Boys. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, April 4th, 2018, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, April 5th, Brian Johnson myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, April 6th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients Cafe in Wiper Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, April 7th, Brian K. Johnson myself will be rambling on up to JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out from 5 to 9 p.m. Part one of three with the top five baseball music moments of all time with our celebrity guest panel of Andrew Crowley, Dave Wright, and myself. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, everybody. We are here at the beautiful B Dale Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. My new favorite bar of all time, featuring T-Birds Cafe here. Great burgers, great uh, tots. I don't know, this place is awesome. I haven't been to a different bar in like months and months and months. And we're here doing another top five episode since it is the first day of spring here. 
but uh, it does not feel like spring. It's snowing and raining, but that's just how it goes. So to get into spring fever, one of my buds here at the B-Dale Club, who happens to be famous. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, here we, we're doing the Top 5 Baseball Music Moments podcast tonight to get you all excited for spring and for baseball for summer. And we yeah. hear our celebrity guest panel of Mr. Dave Wright. Yeah. How's up? How's up? How's up? <laughs> and music director for the, the St. Saint Paul Saints, Mr. Andy Crowley, a previous podcast guest. Hello. And our judge tonight, yeah. another baseball aficionado, Mr. Dustin Beestrom, is helping out tonight. Hello, Dustin. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, so closer. Dave, I want you to say, like, what do you do now, man? Well, I'm the sports information director at Hamlin, and I do a lot of freelance public address work. Like, I did the state hockey tournament a couple weeks ago, and I'll be doing the state basketball tournament actually this, this weekend, uh, tomorrow, actually, after we do this podcast. Uh, so I do a lot of freelance public address stuff, but my main job is the sports information director at Hamlin, and when you have 20 sports, it's like having 20 children. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't keep them all happy. And you said you're the very first employee that the Saints hired? I was the first employee the Saints hired in September of 1992, um, nine months before they played a game. I was the the first guy they hired. And the beautiful thing of that is that meant I I wrote myself my own paychecks for about two months until until the general manager, Bill Fanning, came along. So uh, I should have realized a, a good thing when I had it. I guess we should ask Bill Murray to join us tonight, though, huh? Tank rain tap. Keep coming, sweets. I got a long drive. Do me a favor, will you? Do you mind washing off that perfume before you come back to our table? A little bad luck. If you had it today, all of your dreams can go up in smoke. Yeah, he he came in early. He was there. He was there first game. Uh, he was there right from the first day. It's funny, you know, when I whenever I see rainy days like this, I remember our first game. Uh, it rained the first day. First, first, first yeah. game we ever played. It rained. We played Thunder Bay, and it was uh, June, whatever, eighth or ninth. Uh, first home game, and it rained. Um, we had a full house, and everything went great. We won the game. We got to run in the bottom of the ninth inning and run the game, and thought this is a great night. And then here's a true story. The next morning, seven fifteen in the morning, the phone rings at my house, and it's a woman who had seen my name as the editor of the program, hmm. and she was mad as hell at me. <laughs> and the reason she was mad was if you're ever in the old Midway Stadium, it wasn't built for what the Saints used it for. Um, and we had there were two main bathrooms, and we had a men's room and a women's room, and put porta potties all around the place. Now I grew up a family of all boys. I didn't know women don't like porta potties. <laughs> I found out. My mother never yelled at me like this. She screamed at me, this woman. And, um, you know, and she went through all the Dave Wrights in the phone book and found me and found the right one. Um, wow. Got into the office, laughing about it, thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got three more phone calls, same thing. So we had our first emergency marketing meeting at 930 on Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, you know, and the, the two main bathrooms, as you walked in the stadium, became women's room. And, man, you had the porta potties for the summer. Mm-hmm. Had a great summer. First season's great, right? We win the we win the Northern League Championship. This is a great thing, right? And after the season, Mike Beck sat down and he met with Jim Scheibel, who was the mayor then. And and Scheibel said, "Well, I suppose you want more seats." And and Scheibel, and Mike said, "Yeah, but what I really need is more bathrooms." And Scheibel was kind of like, "What?" You know. And then he consulted with Mrs. Scheibel. He said, "Yes, yes, you need more bathrooms." <laughs> and that's how Midway Stadium got more bathrooms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> True story. Wow! Not a not a music story, but a true story. This yeah. is pre. This story. is pre, what they used to what they call the Saints PA pre Andy. You know? Right. Nice. Yep. That's true. <laughs> Andy, how'd you get your starts with the Saint Paul Saints? Saint Paul Saints um, the PA announcer Eric Webster 
uh, was a friend of mine, and uh, I, lo and behold, he w had been the PA announcer for, I don't know, how many years was he there, Dave? Oh, uh, a few, uh, five, Al Freckman did the first two or three years, okay. and then and then Bobby Yates did one year, and mm -hmm. then Eric came on. So probably about, uh, I would guess, five. So, yeah. yeah, somewhere in there, you know, mm -hmm. we got to talking, and, and I'd asked him if they thought about adding or having an organist or if they did mm -hmm. live music in the stadium. And... Uh, and one thing led to another, and he said, you know, you should come and check out a game. So I did. I went to the last game of the season, 2002. Uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of uh, got a, got a uh, bit of inspiration through walking around with Eric and meeting some people and seeing how it's done. And I started up uh, first game of 2003, and I've actually been to every uh, Saints home game in regular season play ever since. So, wow, since 2003. Yeah. So yeah. 15 years. Yeah. And I have to tell you where he was. If you were in the original Midway Stadium, they built a little perch for him just to the left of the press <laughs> yeah. box. Yep. And That's the true. first thing they didn't do was they forgot to put a covering on it originally. So, of course, when it started raining, you know, so they had to build a cover over the top, well, which, you know. The which, first few games you know, were actually underneath. I right. was underneath I remember the grandstand. Yep. So I had oh, a with the pigs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. the same exact thing looking through a through a gate. Yeah. and interpreting the game from there. So, But at that yeah. time, I was yeah. just playing yeah. organ, right. you know, and uh, eventually that kind of grew into doing uh, canned music and, and house sound, kind of a combination. Because up until then, we really didn't do much. We had one moment. It adds I have a to ton, tell you, and this is a music moment. Mm. We actually had a great yeah. music moment. The first year... On, on the 4th of July, we had a guy call us. And now this is pretty common, but this was unusual <laughs> in 1983. Yeah. He wanted, I don't even know if Andy knows this story, wanted to propose to his girlfriend. And we said, can we take a shot at this? He wanted to do it at the stadium. So we did. And I got a cameraman from Channel 4 to come out. It was the 4th of July. And I said, you call me and you tell me what she's wearing. We're going to pull her out and say, you're going to represent everybody and throw out the first pitch, mm. which we did. Mm. And we put him downstairs, and we dressed him up in a catcher's gear and everything, hoping that she would not catch. We've all seen first pitches, but you never look at the catcher, and you don't realize the catcher doesn't have all the gear on. So you never looked at this, right? So she throws out the first pitch. He's got the mask. He takes the mask off. Now, if you were in the Midway Stadium in the first couple of years, you'll remember the score. The scoreboard was basic. It had one line under it where you could write something. Wow! It was a real simple scoreboard. Okay, it didn't have the the, the board that they have now. Okay. Sure. So what we did was, and this was our only musical thing for about nine years that <laughs> that we did was. We had it set up to the sound system. She, he was going to take a baseball, Julie, or whatever her name was. Will you marry me? And then she figured she'd jump into his arms, which he did. We did this all in pantomime. So the crowd is watching this, wondering, what the hell is going on here, right? Sees this. She jumps into the arm, and I yell at the guy, hit it. And he hits the hallelujah chorus. And then people got it. They, they picked it up instantly. <laughs> now, that's the extent of my music now. Oh that's my about God, it. That's a great but, story, but that, but that, but that yeah. was that was my one inspiration was, I said, if she says yes, hallelujah chorus. And she, she jumps in his arm, and guy hits the button, and the hallelujah comes out from the hallelujah chorus. Wow. You know, just perfect. You know, And that's Channel hilarious. 4 had it. 
and it was it's it's the greatest video in the world. Oh. You know, I hope they're still married. It was 25 years ago, so I so who knows now? But I hope they were still married because it, it was it was my one musical contribution that I, I know, did. And he would tell you how much I didn't know about it, but I did have that one. We just finished this documentary, and you're you're in it talking about some yeah, different yeah. things, right? Yeah, yeah. and I. Th- believe i did the music for yeah, that yeah. and 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 i believe i think that, i told uh, them that story yeah i believe yeah. there's footage yeah. of that yeah it was wonderful it was absolutely sensational speaking of andy up in the crow's nest they used to call it up at, uh, oh, right. at midway stadium yeah that was one of my tickets for for trying to be cool first starting playing <laughs> music because i'd go to the i'd go to the saints games i'd bring my friends or my little nieces and nephews and we walk up through everybody and go to the very top oh we know andy we'd stop there and you'd show us the little kids all the stuff like oh, yeah. stuff up there yeah and if i bring musician friends you'd play one of our songs over the oh, thing it was like oh yeah. that's the greatest thing that ever happened it was awesome man. oh but yeah the, but uh i kind of miss the old midway but the new one's great we've oh, seen gorgeous. it there a number of times yeah. Yeah, it's totally awesome. It's 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 not even enough to say that it's a difference like night and day. It's almost like a different universe at the new place. But, you know, the old place is just was fantastic. Yeah. You know. Okay, guys, let's get this thing started. Um, so what we do for these top five shows Uh-oh. is we start with number five through one. Okay. So you start with number five. Like we'll start with Dave. We'll say his number his fifth mm-hmm. greatest music moment song of all time. This is just up to you personally, whatever you want. Mm. Um, just want to talk some baseball and some music, get people excited for spring is the basic overall thing here. And at the very end, friend Dustin here will pick the best list. Mm-hmm. And the winner of the best baseball music moment podcast gets this. Courtesy of the Judge Dustin, this is yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Since a music podcast, yeah. an eight track, a working eight track <laughs> yeah, baby. of Deep Purple's Machine Outstanding. Head. All right. Nobody's going to take my car, right? Isn't that in there? Space trucking. and Space uh, trucking. Yeah. This is the trophy for the winner of the top five best baseball music moments. Mm-hmm. Mine are going to be, I don't have nearly the knowledge of you guys, so I'm just going to kind of try to hang with it and do what I can. Is but it okay if it's musical uh, moments relating to Saints activity and that kind yes. of thing? Okay, or great. any kind of baseball thing, anything but you, you want. But you want songs, titles? Is that what you're after? Um, let's just see what happens. Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. Musical okay. mode. It could be anything. Let's just interpret however we want. We're looking at traditional, we're looking at walk-up. Mm-hmm. Anything. So you're, well, you, you know, say, okay. it's funny you say that because, you know, that's the new thing is walk-up songs. And I work at Hamlin. I'm the sports information director there. And yeah. all our baseball players have their own walk-up song. Oh, yeah. Even in Hamlin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is uh, funny because they don't do that with the Saints. Yeah, which, so which is funny. As and, you know, and, Dave. And our, and our <laughs> baseball coach, Jim Wyant, God love him, is about the most straight-laced guy in the world. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jim? I said, if you want to do walk-up songs, we can do walk-up songs. I said, however, however, mm-hmm. uh, we have a little language thing here, okay? Uh, and I said, and if I hear something, okay, that I don't want to hear, oh, right, he goes, yeah. and, and Wyatt said, don't worry about it. I'm going to listen to every <laughs> one of them ahead of time, mm-hmm. which he did. Yeah. And, and he occurred. Now, I'll tell you one thing about, well, believe the, about me, I get music. I to do plenty of that, too. It's a oh, yeah, good he, time. I'll tell you an interesting thing about music and and. When you work, and you work, and Hamlin's not the only one that has this. All the teams have their pregame music, right? And they all want their pregame music. Yep. Women are 
infinitely worse than men for foul language. Infinitely worse. It's not even close. Uh, my predecessor, Steph mm-hmm. Harris, who worked for the Saints for a long time, mm-hmm. Steph used to make the coaches sign the CD that you've heard it, and there's no language. I relaxed that rule, and then one day at a basketball game, I, I looked at one girl and go, no, click. You're done. You're now practicing in silence, okay? Uh, so, but, but, but baseball players all have their own walk-up music. In the major leagues, they all have their own, yep. their own walk-up music. So this is something that old guys like me are like, what? <laughs> you know, young guys like Andy are kind of like, yeah, yeah, I get it, you know. So, but it is interesting. George Samus, who's the Saints manager, would will not be a do that. Song. You, know, mm-hmm. you know, I could just see George say, no, we're not doing that. George would say, bleeping, no, we're not doing that. We get through, uh, yeah. you know, we get, we get requests for it from players from yeah. time to time, but the general rule is that we don't do it. Um, you know, we don't, you know, say, hey, guys, what would you like for your walk up song? But during, you know, maybe, you know, who knows, after a month or two into the season, maybe by July or something like that. You got a few players going, hey, man, we need this. And so we try to make concessions, you know. Usually, nice. Yeah. Yeah, do what you can. Okay, guys, let's get this thing started. Here comes the Battle Royal. All right. The Top 5 Baseball Music Moments Podcast of all time. According to our celebrity guest panel of Mr. Dave Wright, Mr. Andy Crowley, Judge, okay. Mr. Dustin Veestrom. Well, let's start. We'll go Dave, Andy, then myself. Dave Wright. What is your? Oh, we'll go five through one. So one is be the best, fifth to be whatever. Mm. What's your number five best baseball music moment? I hadn't thought of this until we started talking about about what happened in the Saints game, but it will have to do with the Hallelujah chorus. And I'll tell you what it happened. If you've, we've all probably seen this. I'm old enough to remember watching it. The famous Carlton Fisk home run in the World Series where he hits the home run off the foul pole in the 12th inning and the Red Sox win. Mm-hmm. John Kiley was the famous organist at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. He hit the Hallelujah Chorus when it hit the foul pole. He started the Hallelujah <laughs> Chorus. You know, uh, you know, and if you know anybody who's a Red Sox fan at all, you know how passionate New England is. This was New England's great moment. Was the, what, Now, they, they ended up losing the World Series the next night to Cincinnati, but it didn't matter. They had had this moment that New England had been waiting 60 years to, for the Red Sox to get back in the World Series, and they have this dramatic win um, in a 12th inning of this wonderful baseball game that went for four hours. And this guy had the presence of mind when Carlton Fisk hit a home run, hit the hallelujah chorus on the organ. Andy, as an organist, will appreciate that. That's genius. That's, That's awesome. my number that five. That is yeah. a great pick. Yeah, that is really a is. great pick, number five. That is Awesome. Dustin's taking notes over here. That's an excellent pick. Nicely wow. done. That's sort of like uh, the Vikings having their big moment in January where it wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was about as close as they may ever get. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, your guys' mind's not very yeah. good. But all right. Okay, let's move on up. Mr. Andy Crowley, musical director of the St. Paul Saints. So, What you, is your number five uh, musical moment of all baseball musical moments? Well, if it's a time? Saints musical moment, I wasn't really thinking in terms of, of songs earlier, but if that's the way you want to go. just whatever. So I was thinking that after I'd gotten started with the Saints, I went uh, and met Sue Nelson, the organist from the Twins. and oh, wonderful uh, person. Oh, yeah. Actually, she lives maybe... I don't know, five minutes from here. Really? Yeah, she's oh, in, she's, a, she's up here in Roseville. That's an icon there. Yeah, yep. and so, um, and uh, 
we were chatting during a game, you know, and she was having conversations with the person that was doing the, the canned music and then the person that was doing the house sound. And, and uh, you know, my takeaway from her was that she said, well, you know, organ playing at a baseball game is really like replacing a cheerleading section, which is about, <laughs> and that is consistent because every time I hear, or every time we talk, that she always says that. She always brings that up yeah. somehow in conversation. So that's, that's true. Um, and then I guess the other takeaway I had was that there was a fair amount of conversations going on between the, the, uh, the canned music person, you know, and her. Like, I'll do this now. Oh, somebody's on second base. Sue, play it. And, you know, that's kind of how I operate. Um, when I'm doing uh, my thing with the, with the Saints, and I, I could say that I borrowed that in, in a sense. I'm sort of having a conversation in my head about what goes on next during a game. But uh, boy, a song. No, that's um, that's oh, that could be number no, five right there. That's music. perfect. That's that would be yeah, that is, what that's I would call excellent okay. musical moment. I think okay. that is spectacular. That's a great number five. Cool. How about Judge? You allow it? All right. Thanks. <laughs> the man that provided the trophy, yeah. the Deep Purple Machine Head trophy, allows it. <laughs> So um, space trucking is on here, and lazy, lazy is on here, Dave. You're not lazy, but I mean, no. You know, well, I was gonna say. Lazy. <laughs> okay, my number five top baseball music moment song or music moment. I'm trying to butter up to the judge here. Uh, I, you know, this is one of Dave's favorite songs. I know this, but when I really got into baseball around ten years ago, I'd say I don't know if it was that long ago, but but I was really. In, I'm from Wisconsin, so huge Milwaukee Brewers fan. And one thing is that we used to go down to Brewers home openers for a number of years in a row, mm-hmm. follow them all the time, and it's one of those walk-up songs, Dave's favorite thing on yeah. planet Earth. And there was a Twins player named Carlos Gomez who went down to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And he had the worst walk-up song oh, of no. all time. No. But we would sing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Until we started liking it. And Dustin used to work at this bar, and we played It's the worst, most foul-mouthed song you could possibly, could possibly even think of. And it's from 2013, Nothing Was the Same Record, a single by Drake. The song is called Started From the Bottom. Started From the Bottom. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we Yeah, so like Carlos, but the, the lyrics are awful. But I would go like this. I go to my friends and go, started. And they just start off saying what the song was about. Mm-hmm. It was like, started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team's uh-uh, here. Oh. So it's something that Dave would like, but it got me. <laughs> did excited. they bleep them out, or did they have the? Did they allow the swears, or what was the? I couldn't tell. I'm sure they bleeped it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they bleeped it to, out. Yeah. Or was it clean? Clean edit, probably. Yeah, clean right? edit. Yeah, okay, yeah. But uh, so that got me so excited about baseball. Excited to go down to Milwaukee. Excited, and it was the worst. But hearing that, and I'm with my friends during like playing the jukebox and stuff, uh, watching Brewers games and stuff. That was the top. My top five baseball music moment mm. so that's pretty good i'm just even a real personal that's awesome walking back from fourth base after drinking and partying at, at opening day all day and, mm. and complaining about how stupid that song was <laughs> <laughs> but i was bartending at the time and i'd watch every night yeah. and gogo was a fun player mm. 
And uh, I, I hate to admit, I kind of liked it by the end of the season. I know. Hmm. It's, a, it's a staple healer down at BDL Club. Well, <laughs> Drake's killing it. I think Drake's like the yeah. number one person on Spotify these yeah. days. So, Wow. Let's try to get through one more before we end episode yeah. one. Okay, so Mr. Dave Wright, what is your number four top five? baseball music moment of all time. Well, this one's a song, and this was originally written for the end of Ebbets Field when the Brooklyn Dodgers left in 1958. Mm. Uh, it has been used for a lot of ballparks since, and it was sung by a guy who you would not think would sing baseball songs, Frank Sinatra. There's a song called There Used to Be a Ballpark, oh, right yeah. here. And uh, there used to be a ballpark where the field was warm and green. Right. And it was built, it was, it was written for Ebbets Field, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers, when the Brooklyn Dodgers left New York and the Giants left the Polo Grounds. But since then, if you go on YouTube, you'll see it for damn near every baseball park that there is out there. Uh, I, went, I went today, actually, to look up Crossley Field in Cincinnati where I saw my first major league game in 1960, which was a wonderful old boxy little ballpark and and sure enough they had, had Frank Sinatra in the background for the last game at Crosley Field. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a ballad. I mean it it's a ballad and it's done in vintage Sinatra fashion. He stretches things out, talks about you can smell can smell the hot dogs and taste the beer and all that stuff. But uh it and it's yeah, a little bit of a sad thing because it's a it's a dirge almost. But uh, if you talk to any old, well, there aren't many left, but old timers in when the Dodgers left New York were just heartbroken. And Sinatra, being a New Yorker, did this one. So that that's my wow. number four pick. Mm, yeah. You know, and you don't think us, you know, Sinatra is singing much baseball stuff, but this one's pretty good. That's a great pick. We, does Drake do a version of it too, Andy? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but we've played we've played that one quite a bit after song or after games. Yeah. That's a favorite of Marv Goldklang is one of the Saints. Well, yeah, well, he's a New York guy. He so is a New York he, guy, he, you know, you know, and he absolutely yeah. loves that one. Yeah. It would and be sort of like a yeah. we'll play something mellow maybe after uh, after a loss, which barely you know it hardly ever happens. We usually win every every time, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and Sinatra's well. New York, it, New York, yeah. as you probably know, is played at Yankee Stadium after every game. Is that right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, New York, okay. New York is played at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, is played there. So that was kind of the irony of this was he was known as a Yankee guy, mm-hmm. uh, which would make sense. But he did this one for the Dodgers, and he did it for free. He didn't charge. Him. He just said, wow. "I will do this for you." Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a great, great pick, that's there, a, Dave. That's a beautiful song. You know, there's a Sego Masabuchi. Uh, oh my God! Uh, version of that floating around somewhere. Oh jeez! You may want to. I don't know. I don't know where we could find it, but I'd love to share that with you. Maybe it's we'll, on here. We'll try to dial in. Um, all right, Mr. Andy Crowley, what is your number four baseball well, music moment of all time? You know, this is a good one that you just triggered, and I didn't think it was going to be number four, but we did have a. I did. Uh, we had a fireworks. Or we had a theme last year of uh, basically '90s. Uh, hip-hop stuff, a lot of Tupac going on, and, um, you know, we were talking about earlier needing to kind of make sure stuff is clean during the game, you know, we got to watch out for the squares and all that, so I had a, quite an editing job for a few days ahead of that particular one, um, but one of them nearly slipped through the cracks, and it was kind of funny, and there was an NWA song that I was trying to play, and I could hear it coming, and it was like super loud, and we were using it as a walk-up thing, and I hear the guy going, we don't give a fool, and I pull down the, the volume, you know, at just, just the right time. And- 
than money. Cause I'm the type of that's built to last. If you fuck with me, I put my foot in your See, I don't give a fuck cause I keep bailing. Yo, tell them what they're yelling. <laughs> that made for good conversations, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. Oh, that's spectacular. I, I don't pick. know what it's called though. It's just some. some... Uh, that that is that's your job, man. You get to dial that stuff in. Yeah. Okay, my number four top five music moment of all time is going to be a song. Actually, uh, my grand. I'm a musician myself, yeah. full time musician. My grandfather mm. was a musician, yeah. and he used to play this song. We still play this song. Uh, one of the best songs ever written. Mm. And what it reminds me of, for baseball, being a Brewers fan, mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me going down to Miller Park, and my bass player was ran out of money after a weekend trip down there. Mm-hmm. And he was <laughs> buying $2 Pepsis and then filling them with a flask. Oh, yes. Like, it, like you're not supposed to do that, but he yeah. was doing that. Anyway, so this song would kept coming on, and he'd sing it the whole time. And it made me, you know, this is a classic Brewers song. They hit the home run and all that kind of stuff. I just think it relates like Wisconsin sports and, mm-hmm. you know, Midwest sports and it's polka. Mm-hmm. And as a musician, I'm going to say my top number four song would be written by Jomier Vovoda. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yes. Czech. And I am actually Czech, a Bohemian. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is 1927, the lyrics 1934. The beer, barrel, polka. Yeah. Very Minnesotan. Bobby Vinton, right? Would that be a Bobby Vinton? Uh, and then Bobby remake? Vinton did the, the yeah. version we all know. Yeah. Bobby's son, Robbie, was living here a while back. Really? Yeah. I did a couple of recordings with him and a couple of live really? gigs, too. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. And he norm- yeah. or he, I think his dad's still going, and I think usually he's playing in his dad's band, playing bass. But at that point, he was chasing this other yeah. idea of yeah. music that kind of sounded like Red Hot Chili Peppers or something mm. like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. With horns. Imagine yeah. that. But it was kind of awesome. cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, you guys, uh, that concludes episode one of the top five baseball music moments of all time. Uh, Thank you to our celebrity guest panel of Dave Wright, Andy Crowley, Mr. Dustin Beeston, our judge. We are battling over the eight track of Deep Purple's Machine Head. Please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music where it could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go with some fun. Till next time. Today got me thinking about something. Since the second I threw off the covers, looked out the window, I called the plumber. 
The snow is melting, but that ain't a bummer today. God made a thinking about summer. Well, I was scrambling eggs in the kitchen. I started daydreaming about the women. Campfires, cold beer, and fishing. For Tiki Bar, I'm a itching today. God made a thinking about summer. Oh, 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 oh,